Good afternoon. Today we are so happy to have Reverend Tarsha Bannister of Old North State Medical Society and the Faith Coordinating Center here with us today. And we are so pleased to have Bishop-elect Roger Billingsley Hayes of Renewal Fellowship of United Church of Christ. So Bishop-elect, we thank you for being a part of our co cohort here at the Faith Coordinating Center. One of our primary core messages is faith against stigma. So if you could please pretty much tell us, how do you feel about faith against stigma? Well, thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here with you all on today. My journey um, in Christendom right. has been long, um, and it's always also been very rewarding. One of the biggest challenges for me along the journey has been finding the place of faith as it relates to who I am sexually, my sexuality, reconciling my spirituality and sexuality, and finding and understanding clearly that God loves me. Hmm. So whenever I talk about or think about faith and stigma, then I have to also think about the openness hmm. of God's love for all. And whenever we understand that love, then we embrace that love. We give that love, we share that love, and most importantly, we experience that love. That's beautiful. That's good. So, Pastor Roger, can I call you Pastor Roger? <laughs> I feel like you're everybody's pastor. Um, I'm curious to know, how does faith and HIV intersect with the work that you are currently doing in our community? The intersection of faith and HIV are one and the same. To me, it is very important to understand any healing condition mm -hmm. as one that marries and walks together in the human experience. Mm -hmm. And so what for me, that intersection is one based in solely on love, mm -hmm. connecting one another to linking people to care, saying as we oftentimes say, we care about you, we want you to stay in care. That's good. And so it's very important that we combat any stigmas and anything that would cause us to not be able to fully exercise and mirror that move one for another. So could you tell me and maybe elaborate a little bit as a pastor, um, what are some of the ways in which you embrace that framework that you just shared with us? How was that exuded in your preaching and your teaching and things of that nature in your ministry? Yes. One of the great things and dynamics um, is education. Mm -hmm. One of the beautiful opportunities that we have now um, in the current time in which we live is we have the privilege of going to school, mm -hmm. um, going to get higher education, mm -hmm. going to theology school, understanding how we interpret scripture, mm -hmm. um, understanding that who we are today mm -hmm. and our understanding of scripture doesn't necessarily have to be my mama's way of thinking mm -hmm. or my grandfather's way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't have to lead the God that we all love, wow. but I can have a broader understanding. Mm -hmm. And through that broad understanding, I then preach and teach from that perspective. I believe that the inclusive the inclusivity of God mm -hmm. is the very love of God. There is no exclusion. Mm -hmm. Everyone is welcome. Mm -hmm. Everyone is in. Mm -hmm. And so in the preaching moment, it is important to not preach from an exclusionary place, mm -hmm. but from an inclusionary place, to find the ways to create safe space mm -hmm. for all people those who are hearing 
be it live and now in the day that we live in virtually. Right. We want to make sure that the message that we are preaching and teaching is the gospel. And the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news. That's right. That's right. That's so beautiful. That is. So you made a very uh, valid point in the sense of just the harmful just theologies and the toxic theologies. I ask you in the sense of pastoral care, mm -hmm. there is a lot of harm that has been done to persons living with HIV and their families. So I do ask you, in which way do you invite other faith leaders to provide good pastoral care and even congregations? How do we live into that in providing good care for persons living with HIV and even their families? Yes. I think that it's very important that we first and foremost have very clear and honest discussions around sexuality, mm. that around sex, period. Mm. Sex is happening. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> <laughs> I just let it rest right there. Yes. Yeah. That is happening. That's good. And the fact that we don't talk about it, yeah. the fact that we will not address it, the fact that we do not create safe spaces for safe, healthy conversation, That's good. it has led to the stigmas that we have today. That's good. It has led to a lot of true hurt, mm -hmm. um, true um, disconnect from God, right. from unity, mm -hmm. from family. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we oftentimes talk about within our framework and network mm -hmm. is we talk about human sexuality. That's what I was that. And not just from a perspective of homosexual or lesbian or gay or bisexual, but human sexuality, mm. period. Yes. And, and if we get very honest, there is no more sexual place than the black church. Wow. Just mm. in the very way that we do what we do, the charisma that we bring. That's good. It, it is a very sexualized environment. Mm -hmm. And so if we can understand and embrace it as it is one of those things that is good. That's good. As, as I oftentimes have heard my bishop say, God does not just love my hands, my elbows, my arms, my chest, my knees, my feet. Mm. But he loves that that's in between that's good. as well. Yes. And then when we can embrace that and we can honor that, mm. then we can have ability to honor the whole person. That's good. And we can address those very things that has caused those very stigmas mm. and broken apart families just simply because we don't want to talk about it. Mm. It's not we don't understand yeah. Oh, we understand. We just don't want to talk about it. That's good. I'm curious to ask you um, on the heels of that question, why do you think or what was the, what what is the root cause of the stigma and shame around sexuality mm. in black church? You know, we're taught that we should be abstinent until we're married. And it would be a whole nother podcast, if you will, if we went down that road. But I'm just curious from your perspective, what is the root cause of the shame that is associated with sex? Mm. And to your point, you said sex is happening. And I've been saying people are having sex. You know, sex is happening. People are having sex. So what, why is there so much shame and dirtiness, if you will, and filthiness associated with with sex? I think that a lot of it comes from our lack of clear understanding scripturally. True. Um, we look at the Paulinian letter mm -hmm. and we have we interpret those to mean much more about mm -hmm. body shaming. Yes. Um, um, you, you know, the, the flesh is enmity against mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. um, so so the flesh is yeah. all about mm -hmm. flesh, or as the old saints say, the flesh. Yeah. It's the flesh. <laughs> There's something wrong. Yeah. So if we 
we have devised this dualism thought. That's good. That there's something wrong with the body. Yeah. And the only thing that is good is the spirit. That's good. And right. say that, so we crucify the body. Right, right. That the spirit may live. Yeah. Forgetting that before the spirit can exist, mm -hmm. there has to be a body for it to dwell into. Mm -hmm. For he breathed breath mm -hmm. when it was the spirit, the raw, That's good. into that body. Yeah, and so if we can honor our body, then we can begin to teach and talk about the ways that we live into who God created us to be. Um, so I think the breakdown really does come in in just the very idea that that there's something wrong with the flesh. And now when we talk about, you know, from chattel slavery, many of the concepts and the ideas and that, that was ingrained in us to believe and to think about, mm -hmm. particularly the black body, mm -hmm. it is seen as dirty. That's right. Um, how in the world do people who work before sunup and after sundown can be then made to believe that they're lazy? Wow. How, how, how does that happen? Right. And so there's been a very teaching of the disdainment that has been given and we've been made to believe that there's something wrong with wrong. And so then, unfortunately, the black church has taken that That's right. mantle. That's right. Taught that mantle, lived up under that mantle. And if we'll be very honest, she's dying. Uh -huh. And so hopefully we conversations such as this, opportunities such as this faith, faith initiative, uh -huh. these kind of opportunities will create room for us to live again. So I do ask you in reference to that, if a faith leader was looking for a way or resources to discuss sexuality outside of the Bible, what or which way would you point them or what would you recommend for them to read or to what, what are ways to educate themselves to create and curate space for sexuality to be uh, have a conversation around sexuality? Well, oftentimes saying God is in Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. You can find all kind of things on Google. That's good. Um, and, you know, just just for a moment, even from my own story, as I was struggling with reconciling my spirituality and sexuality. That's good. I don't want to. And I started Googling and I started reading because I wanted a better understanding mm -hmm. about who I was. That's good. And who the God that I loved was. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so that journey for me is the same journey that I would encourage it. And I also want to say that loving someone does not mean that you have to agree with Wow. Loving someone means that you accept their human um, um, ability to choose for their own self. Mm -hmm. Free will. Their own, their free will. Wow. And that you honor that. Mm -hmm. And so I think oftentimes we cannot find our way mm -hmm. to embrace people. Because we think that if we embrace them, it means that we have to agree with them. That's right. They do. Well, I'm married. I won't agree with everything my husband does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I love him. Right, right. And you better believe I'm going to support. Right. And if he puts on two shoes and they're two different colors, when we out in public, I'm going to say, baby, your feet. <laughs> right. But as soon as we get behind the clothes, I'm going to say, look here, come on here, let's get this. Get this. Right. That. Right. So I understand what it means to love forward. Yeah. But at the same time, be able to create space to grow and to heal. As I said to my mother one time, um, whenever she was challenging, she struggling with my sexuality. Mm. Um, that's your issue. Wow. 
And, and, and when I gave her her issue, mm-hmm. then God met her with her issue. Mm-hmm. And she was able to find the place. The mm-hmm. And that's what I would want to leave and to say to other leaders who, who are trying to find a way. Mm-hmm. Deal with your issue mm-hmm. around women's sexuality. That's good. Um, I had a beautiful opportunity to talk with a young lady on the other day. She's a student at Winston-Salem State University. Mm-hmm. And her parents are, are pastors. Mm-hmm. And her father had been molested when he was a child by a man in the community. When she came out to him, he had great problems because mm-hmm. of his issues around homosexuality. That's good. And he put his issues on her mm-hmm. because he had never dealt with the depths of his issues. Deal with your issues so that you can be affected in your love message. That's good. Oh, that is powerful. That is very powerful. How how can we preach the gospel mm-hmm. and hate at the same time? Mm-hmm. I've never ascribed to the idea, well, g- love the sinner, hate the sin. Mm-hmm. Why are we commissioned or, or, <laughs> or, or permissioned mm-hmm. to hate? Mm-hmm. Who are we? Mm-hmm. Who are we? Because what is wrong for one or what is viewed in one way for another can be totally different for someone else. We don't know each other's situation, circumstance, or condition. That's good. That's good, Pastor. That's good. So in our final question, so we're asking you, what is one thing you want people to to do to end HIV-related stigma? Be intentional about your love for one another. Mm. Be intentional about understanding that stigma comes from a place of misunderstanding and a lack of education. True. If you do not know, find out. My mother used to say to me, Roger, God gave you two ears and one tongue for a reason. Right. And so let us learn to hear that we may be able to release and free others. And then we can love one another right where they are. See one another as human beings, as true children of God, my brother and my sister and be accountable to them in the ways that God has called us to be. Good. Well, Bishop-elect Roger. Billing, billing, <laughs> We're so honored that you were able to join us um, for this talk, and I believe you shared your thought. But it was Yeah, you are something else, honey. Roger Billingsley hates. Can I keep going? Y'all keeping back in? All right. That's in the read. Thank you so much, Bishop-elect Roger Billingsley Hayes, for joining us today. We're honored to have you on our table talk discussion today. You shared some powerful nuggets. And if you could please share with us how those who are watching might be able to reach out and find you on any social media platforms that you have out there. Wonderful. Well, as you know, this is the digital age. It is the day of the time of social media. And so we're certainly on Facebook as well as our website. Our website is www.renewalfellowshipucc.org. Renewalfellowshipucc.org. And again, we're on Facebook, uh, Renewal Fellowship, the United Church of Christ or UCC. And so we invite you to come, come be with us, come see us, watch us and tune in. I was in 
the store the other day, this man walked by and he said, Hey, Bishop. I said, Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> no clue. And he says, I know you don't know who I am, but I'll watch you on Yes. Wow. You know, and he stood there probably for 15 minutes and just talked about the impact that it's made for him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just as in in the scripture, whenever Nicodemus came to Jesus mm-hmm. by night, because of who I am mm-hmm. and the stand that I have taken, mm-hmm. many come to me. Mm-hmm. Many come by way to be able to hear and to, to, to find the support that they may not be able to find in the traditional settings. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about it. And I'm all for it. So reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Come see us. Thank you so much. This concludes our session. Thanks for joining us. Thank <laughs> you.